0: Welcome to A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith, where Significance Blooms in Athletics and Sports on Survival Radio Network. I am happy, happy, happy on this uh, Wednesday after Mother's Day. So happy belated Mother's Day to all our mothers. And uh, I actually got a call, surprisingly, uh, from one of my uh, Hampton University students who just graduated, and he says, you've been like a mom to me. And I was like, well, bless your heart. I want to say that might have been my first only call for Mother's Day. But, uh, uh, again, um, shout out to mothers everywhere. And, yes, teachers that care, uh, have that motherly instinct, um, you count as well. Well, you know I'm all about resources, all about resources, and today I got to give them to you fast because I got bunches and bunches of questions for our guest today. So our first, our resource is Surviving the Lights: A Professional Athlete's Playbook to Avoiding the Curse by Tawana Smith. Um, again, this is a great resource to assist your pro-bound student athletes, whether it be track and field, football, basketball. Um, even our international students. Um, and so this is a great resource. You can find it on Amazon on three different formats, um, e-book, audio book, and paperback book. I actually got a notification uh, that the audio book was on sale. Um, and so I love audio books, love, love, love. I don't know if you all laughed or not about my Rakeem uh, I probably said the man's name wrong. My husband says I say his name wrong. But don't sweat the technique, you know. I've been listening to his audio book and uh it's been interesting to hear about how he created his rhymes and uh and so I love audio books. Love, love, love. Another book I'm doing is uh uh Play Like a Girl. But I have not, and I think I will hit the button this week because I want to refresh your course. See, again, I'm a lifelong learner. I want to be able to be a resource for the people who call on me. And so I, even though I, I have students, my students are not student-athletes, unless they're in my class, um, you all touch so many people. And just because you may not be interested in it, these students come to you for advice. You know what I'm talking about, advice about everything. So this is one of those areas, if you thought you may not need, you may need this. So Survival Light is a professional athlete's playbook to avoid the curse and it actually has a couple of things such as peer um, testimonials of what to avoid and it even um, has like a, a, a script of what to say to family members to be able to say, uh, I love you, I know you always got my back, but you just may not be the best person to negotiate my contract, um, manage my money, uh, to do publicity for me, uh, to manage my household expenses because honestly the NCA considers all of that now uh a agent. So uh just just again, it now I'm gonna tell you this. If the NFL Purchase this book for all of the participants, the football players that were participating in the celebration bowl, that should be an endorsement enough that you should get this book, okay? So, Surviving the Lights of Professional Athletes Playbook to Avoiding the Curse can be found on Amazon, and I also think I have it... Uh, uh, a discounted version on the Chat in the Garden group. So if you just type in Surviving the Lights A Professional Athletes Playbook, run the Curse, that should pop up as well. Tomorrow, May the 14th, uh, Dr. Chico Carwell webinars continue, but in a special format, and you do not want to miss this. He has a sitting president to join the webinar and just to answer just two questions. Uh what are you looking for in a leader? A leader for athletics. Again, he's gonna have and this is what you really wanna know. This is why again these resources are what I bring to you. You really wanna know what the president's looking for. Because back in the day you could be a former football coach and become an A D. Well many women who are in A D C uh Take a test, you don't have to have coached football. But what is it you do have to have done and what are you looking for? And I have thoroughly enjoyed co hosting a success building success culture and athletics with Doctor Chico Carwell for the last month. And uh, I will be co hosting again uh, tomorrow with uh this president and then we're having some panel discussion of individuals who have been with us for, uh, I think it's more than a month. It might be like six weeks of our deep dive discussion. And when I tell you it's deep dive, I mean, it's so deep that I need to go get these books. And so I have listed some of the books um, inside the Chattanooga Garden group that Dr. Carwell is using. But he takes the books and makes it very digestible. Um, And so... I do know uh, a couple of Chattanooga members will be on the panel to to further discuss how to promote your success culture leadership skills during COVID-19 challenging uh, challenge time. And uh, But that will be after the president's uh, discussion of what they're looking for in a leader in athletics. And so to register, I mean, again, don't miss this. Do not miss this. SuccessCultureConsultantCoach.com. dot Go to SuccessCultureConsultantCoach.com to register and do it today because it is it does start tomorrow at eleven a.m. And uh, so we are planning. We are planning, and I, I'm, I'm continuously getting more entertainment and more gifts and prizes and speakers. Uh, but this, the speakers are going to be fun speakers um, for our live listener appreciation social to celebrate six years, people. Six years. Six years. Uh, 1,600 plus members. And most importantly, our dead winners. Uh, our dead winner for this year. We will have a live DJ. We'll have prizes. We we'll have games. I mean, here it's say we're having prizes every fifteen minutes. Okay, so you want to? You got to be present, all right? Got to be present, and to make sure that we do not, we do not. I don't know why I got static here. Uh, uh, to make sure that we do not have uh, any zoom bombs, I need you to register. I need to go to Monique A. J. Smith. A posh or no posh, Monique AJ Smith's Zoom Room. That's the in between Smith and Zoom. Monique AJ Smith's Zoom Room dot com to register. And I've seen a lot of you already done, so we uh, I- really need to, to, to get out to make sure our numbers are up because you can't get in uh, if you don't register. Uh, there won't be a link shown. Um, you know there won't be a Zoom link that I'm posting on um, on social media because I am I have been embarrassed as a participant with a Zoom boom and I'm not gonna have one on my party. Okay, so I need you to register. We're gonna have a great time. We have Dr. Christine Kelly as our MC, so you know we're gonna do some Zoom, Zoom, Zoom in the room, room, room. You know that. And uh, Dr. Uh, Kiki uh, Becca Barnes is going to. Uh, entertain us because you know she is multi talented, and uh, we're going to have uh, dance. And I'm really crossing my fingers for spoken word, and all these about our own members. Only person who's not our own member is the DJ. And I tried to ask you guys that you and anybody had knew how to spill on the ones and twos, but nobody responded. So I couldn't wait. So again, this is the same date we would have done it um, in Las Vegas. And so, yes, corona is not going to stop my party, okay? Anybody knows me, I am determined. So I'm going to have my party on June the 8th at, what, 7 p.m., so you do not want to miss all the fun we're going to have. And the most important thing, we are celebrating Caleb, Kayla Lachey, of Women Leaders in College Sports. She is our Deb Award winner. And to get us all excited about the Deb Award, We are going to bring back our Devil Award winners, the top five, uh, June, I think it's June 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 5th. Can't do it on the 4th, y'all. 4th is my anniversary. My husband would kill me. So be in the place, be in the place. I believe that's all of my commercials so far. Uh, but uh, I do want to bring on, and I met this young lady seven years ago. She caught my eye. Seven years ago, I went to the MEAC Women's Leadership uh, Symposium, and I don't know, I just gravitated to her, and I've been watching her from afar, and I am so excited. First, I want to congratulate her becoming Dr. Doctor Ivy, uh last week and um and so i wanted to make sure everybody got all her celebrations for being a doctor before i p- posted that she's going to be my guest today but i am so excited about bringing dr Zanita ivy to the garden welcome to the garden Help. oh
1: thank you thank you for having me
0: <laughs> you hear your cheers yes i hear them yay <laughs> it's a double double dip for you girl
1: yes I graduated well. on my birthday as well, so Oh wow. It was, it was a great day. It was a great
0: day. Wow. I didn't know it was your birthday too. Oh goodness. Well Yes, it was my birthday.
1: Um, May ninth. um uh, graduated from East Tennessee State University. We did a virtual graduation. I, I have to say I really loved the virtual graduation. It was it was very nice and and um, you get to have your you know your family um that you're quarantined with um with you to help you celebrate, but you can send the link out I was able to send a link out, and people all over was able to
0: celebrate with me as
1: well so it was a great day
0: and how, did you have your uh your diploma already in your hand? <laughs> well, I don't
1: have Yeah, I wish. I don't have my diploma um, already that will be um, shipped to um, all the graduates at a later date. But um, they did send a video, a personal video with us that um, you had the president kind of holding up your um, diploma, so you got to see um, your name on your degree.
0: That is good stuff. Well, I hope you registered for our party on June because you were there last year. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, I will make sure that I do
1: um, register for it. I haven't registered for it yet, but listening to you definitely want to get in
0: on that and,
1: and listen to that DJ and those prizes, get some of those prizes.
0: Yes. You know me, I'm gathering prizes all the time. And you know some <laughs> some prizes will definitely be a book because you know me, I, I got to have a book. Got to have a book. People say, how are you making it through this time? I said, I'm fine. As long as I got a book, I'm good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, It's a great time to just do a lot of different things And catch up on the reading for
2: sure
0: And you know what I didn't say anything about my book Let me do that See I'm out here promoting everybody else I got to promote mine So many people have asked me About uh, my athletic journey And mm-hmm. so I was able to put it in a chapter Called removing uh, uh, The public figure mask And so I am promoting that And uh Uh, Okay, I don't know why. It's not raining. I have no idea why I got all the static. Um, So if you want to get my book, The figure About My Athletic Journey, go to publicfiguremass.com. publicfiguremass.com. Now, Dr. Ivy, girl, I've got like uh, two pages of questions. So I'm going to be really smart, and I'm going to go to commercial right now so that I will not be pressed about trying to get a commercial in before you start to talk, okay? Okay, okay. All right, All right. so take it away, Miss Engineer.
1: Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as
2: the Financial Literacy Coach or the Money Coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult But with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the Financial Literacy Coach. We can be reached at area code
1: 770-527-4380 by email at eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380. And by email, Eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. I wish you the best.
2: This is Michelle McKinney, the owner of Third Degree Solutions. I would like to introduce you to our program, Excel After Sports, where we are a career services for the athletes. Our goal is to create well-rounded athletes and to aid them to be successful on and off the field. Our mission is to prepare them for the evolution of their next. We accomplished this by creating a series of professional development workshops tailored to the athletes. We know that an athlete's time is limited, so we'll work with you and your teams to tailor a schedule that fits everybody's needs. So please contact me, Michelle McKinney, at Third Degree Solutions, 919-271-8351, the career services for your athletic department. As we aid you and your team
1: to excel at the sports. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along, just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections. And I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically,
0: develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queentomove.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This
2: course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st.
0: Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing
1: designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other.
0: So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com.
1: Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving the lights? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro-athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together.
2: Let's face it, the A.D. position is an executive position, a member of the president's administrative team, the cabinet. The department deserves the same level of leadership, knowledge, talent, experience, and professionalism as any top official on campus. Presidents are looking for A.D. leadership who know how to build a success culture. Recognizing this changing landscape in athletics, join me at com for info on my next course on building a success culture.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. So we have Dr. Z, Ivy. So let's just jump right on in and talk about your career from college to now. Okay. My journey has
1: actually, taking me from one end of the United States to um, the other. So I was just like to say, you never know where your opportunity may take you and who you may interact with. So you always have to be open um, to new opportunities, and that's definitely happened in my journey. I started off at the University of Memphis where I um, I was a student athlete um at the University of Memphis I ran track I was a uh, 400 hurdler and from the University of Memphis I went to graduate school um, at the University of Arkansas and Fayetteville Arkansas where I started off as a graduate assistant um, in academics and in compliance. And while at the University of Arkansas, my um, boss got a call from um, a head coach at the University of Utah and asked if he had anybody um, that he could recommend to take on an academic advising um, position um, in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I got the call. And again, you have to be open to new opportunities. You never know where, um, you know, an opportunity may come up. So I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah. And I worked at the University of Utah for a couple of years. And from there, it was, it was so cold. It was so cold in really? Utah. And I used to watch TV. And I watching the Today Show, and um, Al Walker would come on and do the weather, and during this time, he used to do the weather a lot in Miami, Florida. So I prayed. I was like, oh, God, I would love to move to Miami, Florida and be on the beach, and I received a call. And I received a call from um, Isaiah Thomas asking would I be interested in coming to work um, as an academic advisor for um, his men's basketball team. He was making the transition from um, the NBA to collegiate athletes. I mean, to collegiate sports. So he needed some help with that transition um, in the academic world. So um, I hopped in my car and and packed it up, and I moved to Miami, Florida. Um, It was a long, long drive. Um, But it gave me an opportunity to work with a high-profile coach. And um, Mm -hmm. with my current position here at the University of Memphis, um, we have a high-profile coach, um, um, Penny Hardaway, um, who's the head coach of our men's basketball team. So having that experience um, at FIU um, gave me the opportunity and also um, the skills to be able to work with um, a coach such as um, Penny Hardaway. Um, But... While I was working at um, Florida International, I um, had a chance to interact with someone from Howard University at a conference. And from there, I ended up getting the opportunity to get my first HBCU experience at Howard University, um, where I got the opportunity to be an assistant athletic director um, of academics and, and run my department and, and get those skills and those opportunities to work with um, many different um, people uh, across campus and, um, and we did some great things at um, Howard University. We got some grants um, that were able to open up um, a new computer lab um, for the student athletes to use um, academic center. Uh, we were able to move the academic center from where the, Previous location, which was in the basement of a um, dormitory, to their own uh, facility that they are currently using um, now with uh, applying for grants through the NCAA. And from there, I'm now at the University of Memphis, where I am the senior compliance and um, Title IX coordinator. And um, I love working in Memphis. Um, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, so it's good to come back to a school where I was a former student athlete and uh, work with the many different people that I work with here at the University of Memphis and able to do some things um, not just in athletics but also across campus um, as well. So it's been a great experience. I've, I've enjoyed every opportunity. I started off as a student-athlete, and each opportunity um, that I have um, did, it it has
0: truly grown me. Well, if you could see me, my mouth is just, like, hanging over. Because... <laughs> Again, you can't look at a person and know, because I honestly, when I saw you, I thought you were a former a Howard student who just got an opportunity in, in academics, didn't know about all the other stuff. Girl, <laughs> that is something. Yes. So I got to ask you this question before we mm-hmm. go. How did Isaiah Thomas find you? Question. Uh, I never
1: asked that question. When I received the call, I, I was I was shocked, right? So um, I received a call from his then um, administrative assistant, um, who we I'm still in um, connection. Uh, we're we're great friends, so I'm mm-hmm. still um, busy with the family. Uh, we talk on a regular basis. So um, when I received the call from her, and um, I was in the living room with my mom, and I was like Isaiah Thomas. And I was like, uh, like the basketball player Isaiah Thomas, because cause growing up, um, my mom, um, really loved his story. Um, so we, you know, my brother and I, we knew about Isaiah Thomas and his story, and my mom used his story to to motivate us. And mm. so when I got the call, I was like, is this real? And when did I apply for this job? That's what I thought to myself. Like, I don't remember applying for Florida. Mm-hmm. In, um, International. International University, because sometimes you apply for so many jobs that, you know, and that's when I learned you need to write down what you're applying for at <laughs> the time so you can remember. <laughs> uh, so when you get the call back, it won't be a surprise to you that you actually did apply for it. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I never ask a question, so that would be a great question for me to ask uh, yeah. the next time I speak with them. <laughs> like,
0: how did, you all, how did you all know about me? I'm going to get to my questions, but I have a couple points I want to bring up. So many, mm-hmm. many folks, you know, looking for jobs, you know, undergrad, and those who want to transition. Almost everything you said, you were on the academic side. And I had to, when I said I had to pull this one young lady to to explain to her, if you can do academics, you can do compliance. And so I am just I am just in awe that you uh, came on the other side of the house Can you talk about how did you make that transition? When I was a graduate assistant
1: at Arkansas, I also worked as a um, GA, uh, graduate assistant, in in compliance. So I did Mm -hmm. have some experience in compliance, but those rules change every year, right? You get new rules um, every year in addendums to the the rules, Um, especially right now during COVID-19, we get new things every Friday. And so um, just being able to make that transition, I've always worked, you always dealing with some type of bylaw in academics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because you have to deal with um, progress towards degree, you have to deal with all the different rules when it comes to making sure you have continuing education with um, with the student-athletes and some recruiting rules as well you need to be involved with. So just always familiarizing myself with what's going on um, with the rules. So because I've already had this start at Arkansas and then with each institution, we, um, academics and compliance work hand in hand, okay? Um, you, you know, like at the University of Memphis now, I'm the liaison with academics, so I am, Going to the academics meetings on a weekly basis and talking oh. about the new things that's coming down the pipeline, so with that being said, everyone in our academic department has some form of compliance um experience with listening in, being able to ask questions, getting some interns, getting those rules education I we invite them <clears throat> excuse me, we invite them to our rules education meeting so they're able to come over and listen to the different things, so they have some type of Um, experience, get some type of experience and opportunities in the area. So I wouldn't say it was just an easy transition over when I did go full-time into compliance. It was learning. I was able to work with my great um, boss um, that I have now, and I had um, another one, Courtney Vincent, um, who was just – great to work with and was able to really help me make that transition. So it's also the team of people that you work with that also help you make that transition over. But it is definitely possible. I said if you want to make that transition over and you work in academics right now, definitely reach out to the compliance department to see what you can do. Um, How can you go and volunteer or, you know, attend those rules education that they have with um, coaches and um, get those newsletters and those weekly um, tips, Mm -hmm. tips of the week, and just familiarize yourself with with the bylaw book, and and then it will be a a great transition over if that's what you decide to do.
0: Can a recent graduate uh, access those weekly tips to get themselves up to speed? Well, on a lot of different websites, um,
1: they do post their weekly tips in their newsletters on the website. So mm-hmm. I'll just say start doing some research on um, different institutions and go to their compliance department just to see um, what what they have. Um, also, you can sign up um, through, like, uh, um, NCAA and, and NAC um, um, to get those some tips that they send out to, mm-hmm. to, to the masses. Yeah. Um, that would help as well. And also the, the bylaws, of the, the um, legislation book, is available online for you just to pull, um, get the PDF and, and go through those rules. So if you are a young professional and you have an interest, I say, you know, go to a compliance department or an academic department, see what you can do, and to get those resources so you can be able to, to tap into that as well.
0: So I'm about to dive into these questions, but I do want to put this uh, plug in. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Memphis is one of those cities that are on my bucket list that I have been trying to get to for the last, I want to say, ten years, fifteen years. So, we got to figure out how <laughs> to get a workshop us up no. down there.
1: Yeah, you definitely need to come down. Um we have a lot of different events that's going on in Memphis. It's, it's definitely not a boring city at all. We have great food. We're known for our barbecue, we're known for our blues and 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 rap music as well. We have a lot of different a lot of talent coming out of Memphis um in all different areas here.
0: So She's it is yes, a great She's place to come.
1: Usually, we have Memphis in May, but because of COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. we had to postpone Memphis in May. But I would say May is a great time to come down to Memphis, and so you can be part of festivities and really, you know, we have the um, Civil Rights Museum here. You know, Martin Luther yeah, King my uh, was assassinated here. Yeah. Yes, so. Uh, To take a tour of that Um, You can see um, the Civil Rights Museum itself, the hotel where he was shot And also they have opened up The location where the shot Came from Um, So you're able to tour that as well and get That that bird's eye view of where The shot came from Um, It's fascinating to to Learn about the history um, Of the Civil Rights Movement here um, In Memphis, Tennessee
0: You know what? It it sounds so great. I might just create a whole workshop and have everybody come meet me there (laughs) because we're going to want to go somewhere when we get out of this thing. Memphis will be definitely the place to come to, for sure. Okay. Rob Knox, who just took a job at UNC Greensboro as director of, uh, well, the old word is S-I-D, um, in what ways have you grown as a leader since arriving at Memphis? Oh, well,
1: I have I've truly grown as a leader. The one, the one thing that come to mind, the first thing that come to mind is just the opportunity for me to um, pursue and um, obtain a degree, uh, a doctoratorial degree.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it
1: helped me because. Um, this program in particular is a global leadership program. So, not only are we learning about sport administrators dom- domestically, but we also learn about it globally as well. So, I had the opportunity to travel to Tokyo, Japan, mm. and travel to um, Amsterdam, Netherlands, in um, Germany, Berlin, Germany, and those opportunities, and to speak and hear from different professionals in their sport world there, how they're doing things, what they're doing, and comparing it to um, the domestic side, to the U.S. side, of how we're doing things.
2: Um, mm-hmm. it, it
1: helped me also just look in a different lens. Um, mm-hmm. When I come back to the University of Memphis, and I have a just a vast view of things that's going on, uh, um, going on all around the world. So, that helped me to help um, other pro- young professionals as well to encourage them to do um, study abroad programs. Mm-hmm. I did a study abroad program myself as an undergrad and as a graduate student. So that helped me as well because that travel, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not just domestic travel. I'm international travel. So that helped me to grow um as a leader, now I'm able to connect with my international students. Um, mm-hmm. we, I have, you know, international students from all over, and, and I'm able to say, "Oh, I was there," or oh, I traveled through there," or oh, "It's so cold," or whatever it may be, or or just to get advice from them when I was doing um, my traveling. Also, like you said, making that transition from academics to compliance, um, I was able to connect um, with coaches from the academic side and the compliance side. So I have, you know, views from both sides and I'm able to um, help them to see how this will help their students, not only um, with the compliance side, but what this means academically for them as well and how this can help or hurt them, um, help their sports. Um, So just getting all this knowledge and just transitioning over to the current position that I have right now. And also, you know, people seeing what I'm doing and being able to get out and, 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 ask the questions but also get the answers as well and to help lead the young profession um, professionals in the industry um, right now I oversee our law students so I work with law school students um, mm. in their second and third year of law school they come over and they do externships um, and we you know in a couple of cases we end up hiring them as our graduate assistants wow um, so they get that experience um, as well and get the the opportunity to get their, uh, their law school paid for, for for the year. So that's been a great opportunity to connect with them, go over to some seminars that's been held at the law school when it comes to sport law and mm-hmm. attend those as well. And then learn about what's going on um, just around the world when it comes to law and just current issues that's is coming up we we spoke about what what's the effects of COVID-19 when it comes to the students not only undergraduate or graduate students but also what's going on with law students what's going on with your nursing students oh. um, your medical students and how it's affecting them when it comes to um, taking those licensure um, exams and how it's affecting um, them that way and so it, it's been a great opportunity and and it's helped me grow as a leader for sure.
0: Well, you kind of mentioned it. Katara Key, uh, over the last year you've gotten engaged and got your Ph.D. Tell us how you managed to balance your work life. Okay,
1: so, you know, there are seasons where life is balanced and and others when you have to be intentional about Mm -hmm. balance. Um, So I look at um, balance in in three aspects. Um, The first aspect would be mentally and emotionally balanced, so that personal therapy um, that you may have, that exercising and and balancing your diet to help you stay focused. Um, The second aspect would be um, very intentional about my network, my circle of trust, Um, the support from colleagues, um, especially during my doctoral program. Um, I had a close friend that I started off um, the program. I started, this is my second time actually pursuing um, a doctorate degree. So the first time I started with a close friend and then we did finish um, together. She did complete um, her degree. But this second go around, she was one of my biggest advocates. Um, the mm-hmm. second go around, and, and having my mom here uh, in Memphis and my fiance who pushed me when at times I wanted to quit. It was too much. Um, I was overwhelmed with with work and with um, schooling, and so it just again, they were both able to remind me to go back to that balance of being mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. balanced, where mm-hmm. I may need to exercise a little bit more, get that personal um, therapy to help me work. Things out and, and having a supportive um, environment um, at work. Um, my boss is a, is a champion for me and she allowed flexibility when I needed. Um, everyone may not have that balance um, when it comes to the work, but you may find balance in the other areas um, that I mentioned. And then the third um, aspect is pursuing my passion. So, again, like the first time uh, when I um, pursued my doctorate degree, it I, the program wasn't a strong interest for me, mm-hmm. but this second time around I found a program that allowed me to travel globally and learn about domestic and international sport administration. So it's all about finding the right fit for you and then pers- going that way to pursue um, your dreams.
0: Well, this question you kind of answered, but I want to give a shout out to my student because he did put question in. I can see him now. Man, you asked my question already. Jeremiah Carr, (laughs) Hattie University sports management student, what advice would you offer to a college student who is interested in a career in compliance? Well, I think the first thing is to, to look for an internship and compliance.
1: Um, whether it be an internship where you are now, or you look for an internship in a city or state um, that you're currently not living in, um, go to the go to the athletic department and ask, "Can you volunteer for a couple of days a week?" And I say volunteer. I know a lot of you know our youth is looking to get paid, um, but during these times right now, during COVID nineteen, we have thirty million plus um people that are out of a job. And so the opportunity where you may get paid during internships may be slim to none. Mm-hmm. So why not gain some experience so you can be able to put that on your resume that you did volunteer with a compliance department. Um on campus or even during the summertime when you may, you know, you may not be um, attending college where your your hometown is, so during the summertime you can get that internship experience. Um, I also look for a mentor and. And when looking for a mentor, ask for a death ride where you can go um, follow them around for a day and get a view mm-hmm. of their life. So, you know, call someone up and see if you can, you know, if you're going home um, for the holidays and, and you have more time, because, you know, in athletics we work every day of the week, <laughs> all day. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to give them a call and say, can I do a death ride? Can I follow you around to get a view uh, of your life and what it means to be um, in the compliance world or any uh, in any field of athletics um, but also use LinkedIn and I say use LinkedIn and you can email different administrators you can email them questions asking about your their journey and any advice they may have for you with and, and when you're doing it you also making um, connections
2: um,
1: mm-hmm. that you possibly can use um, in the future
0: so that's what the advice I would give
1: so it's a little different than what I what I talked about previously well good
0: uh, Scotty Rogers of the Sunbelt, as athletic departments determine their return to play strategies, what strategies, oh, um, okay, let me back that up. As athletic departments determine their return to play strategies, what are your concerns of how nine will be affected and may involve two different forms with the adjusted uh, perimeters?
2: And
1: and because um, during this current state of COVID-19, there's a lot of budget cuts. Mm -hmm. And my concern would be what team's budgets are being cut and by how much they're being cut. And will these teams be sustainable with these cuts um, that's going on? And also is sports are being brought back. Um, for the summertime The question will be Will our women's sports Such as um, mm-hmm. our women's cross country And volleyball and mm-hmm. women's soccer um, Will they have the same access to facilities um, As the men's sports Have the access um, Here at the University of Memphis we're fortunate enough to have um, Different facilities for Different teams So we have uh, men's and women's um, They have separate weight room facilities Our football team has a a separate uh, weight room facility, and we have a facility for our Olympic sports. But as we start to make that transition back to campus, um, the teams such as our men's and women's basketball teams, they may have to share those facilities. Because mm-hmm. as you come back with the social distancing and needing to clean and the time in between each team, we might have to share those facilities. But what about those teams who do not? have those separate facilities like we do at the University of Memphis? um, Will the the team still have the same access um, as, like, the football team? And, you know, the law is not changing. So it's the institution's responsibility to ensure that when sports are coming back, it's, it's equitable. Like, everyone has the equal opportunity to use these facilities and to have these opportunities. Um, I also think it would be a smart move for institutions to have a Title IX person on their return to campus committee to ensure that there are no male bias being shown as these athletic teams um, return back to campus. Um, there will be changes, and it's my job to be a champion advocate on behalf of students and to help coaches and administrators such as like the athletic directors and the presidents, to understand the guidelines. And continue to have education on mm-hmm. how the actions will heavily affect, like Olympic sports teams, because those teams are more female-dominated teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, it, it's it's changing, and, and there is a lot of concerns, and and there's a lot of fear
0: um, that's going on. But we we'll get through this together. This is true. So one of my former Lee ship retreat um, uh, attendees. I call her alumni. She works at Memphis with you, Ashley Bowles. Yes. Mhm. uh it, it it's funny 'cause I because she did come on one of my retreats, I'm going I'm going to um invite her to help me plan this thing up here in Memphis. I gotta put on my calendar. You know how you see you, you apply for things, I gotta make sure I write this down. <laughs> yeah, make sure you write it down so you don't forget. Yes. Tisha wants to know what impact would the new Title IX change have on rape culture and college campuses, specifically in the world of athletics?
1: Okay, so in athletics when it comes to the sexual assault and violence education, we're doing more education and the NCAA has. Um, made sure that we do that education by mm-hmm. um, making us turn in what education is being done and having our president and our athletic director to sign off to say that this education is being done on campus. Um, at the University of Memphis, we do education um, in person where we have speakers to come and speak to our individual teams. So we're we're not just doing education where it's just all teams um together all at once, but we're splitting the teams up because um, every team is different. Um, we have male teams and female teams, and how you know sexual assault and violence um affects every um you know person. It affects them differently, so we have someone to come in and, and to speak with them um, about um, sexual sexual assault and uh, violence um, across campus, and, and what does it mean, and, and what are the consequences, um, and also what are the resources that can. You know, are there um, if you find yourself um, in the situation? We also at the University of Memphis we have a healthy uh, relationship um, education um, course that we have our students to participate in, and they can participate um, in this um, training online. And mm. this training helps them to understand and identify healthy relationships and what's not a healthy relationship and And then we have speakers that come in um as well to go over that with again with the individual team so we're we're trying to do um, small groups so you, mm-hmm. um, so the students have a chance to ask the question um as well and we have our student athletes to also participate in on campus um, events that's going on um, going on um, also that is um, geared towards this education as well, so they mm-hmm. also have a chance to um, be with the different um, campus um groups and organizations that are participating um, in different educational sessions um, surrounding the subject. So um, There have been changes. on The NCAA has um, made sure that um, our campuses are now being more participant in educating our student-athletes and it's not just an email that goes out or it's not just a flyer mm-hmm. that goes up with the different resources, but to also make sure that we're educating. But not only our student-athletes, we're educating our um coaches and our administrators as well. so we also have to go through this training as well so we can identify um, some signs, some red flags that may go up or how to handle if our students um, come to us with a with a particular um situation. how do we handle it? what do we do and how do we move forward um with it without our students feeling like they cannot um, talk to anyone or um, they cannot share what's going on. So it's been some changes, but um, we're, you know, especially at the University of Memphis, we're making sure that we move with the changes and we're educating everyone um, on the, on the topic.
0: Well, when I do bystand intervention with uh, student athletes, well, that's a workshop that I offer, uh, I, too, uh, do it by team. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know when we talked about peer they have the most influence, and there's opportunity for them to create their own standards to be able to uh, protect. And you know some of them is just rules that they come up with. And uh, yeah. that, I think I think you are on the right direction with small team, um, because again. It's a sense of not being comfortable to be having a discussion if you have it mixed, number one. You know, mixed sex, because it doesn't really work. Yeah. It becomes like the pointing the finger kind of thing. And yeah. uh, I'm going to uh, – I am also – I think I mentioned it, uh, but this person has not paid me uh, to endorse it. This is just me enjoying this book. It's called You Throw Like a Girl, uh, The Blind Spot of Masculinity – by Don McPherson, and uh, and he uh, was on a lot of uh, NCA life skills committees. That's when I first met him. And so uh, I used this book to discuss it in my psychosociology of sports class, and I, I just think it's just quite interesting. So I just wanted to tell everybody that resource. My last question. Dr. Janice Lavalier of Hamp University what are some tips that you might pass on to others who are on the fence about pursuing a doctoral degree while working in intercollegiate athletics the
1: question will be um, asked is why are you on the fence um, is it fear that you're on mm. the fence is it Um, because of um, what you believe may be the sacrifices you may have to make? Um, Is it because you feel like you lack the support system? So first, um, just writing down the reasons why you're on the fence Um, so you can analyze um, those reasons. Uh, Finding a program that fits your lifestyle, right? Um, Because, like I said, the first time, or finding a program that fits you. Like I said, the first program that I attempted, um, it it didn't fit me. Mm -hmm. It really didn't um the program um was in um San Diego, California, so I was traveling from Miami, Florida to San Diego, California hmm. um for like weekend classes um as well. It was quite costly um for me, and when I changed jobs, um I wasn't able to sustain the the studies and sustain working um in my full-time, you know, in my full-time job during that time. Um something had to give so at the time um, I had to give up my uh, pursuit of a doctoral degree. But this second go-round, I found a program that fit me and fit my lifestyle, um, fit my uh, work, what's going on at work. Um, it was an online, um, majority online -hmm. Um, Classes, which I had to travel internationally during summertime, so it helped. um, Working in athletics, we do have a slowdown, just a slight slowdown during the summertime, so I was able to travel um, internationally. Also, number two is remembering that it's a long-term commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. Some programs are three to four years, depending on how your um, your dissertation is set up within the program. Um, each program do something a little different when it comes towards the dissertation. Some start from the very beginning where you're turning in chapters um, as you go along in the program. and Some just have where you do your defense, your oral defense, um, and then you on you kind of on your own um, when it comes to the writing. So you do the writing at the end. Um, so just knowing it is a long term commitment and what does this commitment mean to you, and how does it fit in what's going on in your life right now. And um, lastly, communication is the key, whether it's um, professionally or personally. Um, talking to your support system about your decisions and possible sacrifices and also speaking to your employer because you may need some flexibility from time to time. I needed some mm-hmm. flexibility during the summertime when I had to travel and what does that mean, um, when it comes to that. And also talking to my support system about different sacrifices, your friends, your family. Um, in my case I did not tell a lot of people what I was mm-hmm. doing. Um, I, I just kept it to a very small group of people or um, what I was doing, what I was pursuing and and um, and you know the people that I told they understood, you know you know I may not be able to to go out uh, go out and party um, like when we had the N4A and the NET conventions, I remember having to kind of stay in my room. Mm-hmm. and um, doing doing homework during those times and I wasn't able to go out at nighttime and, and socialize um, as much. But I, I'm ready now, now that I'm finished, with <laughs> making those <enough> sacrifices. Right? <laughs> you know, so those would be some tips. Like I said, the first thing would be, why are you on the fence? Mm-hmm. Write those things down. Why are you on the fence? And, and don't let fear deter you from, from making that step forward.
0: And you didn't say the other uh financial
1: oh finance oh yes, that is important the finance uh, yes, that is very important um and and with finance, if you're working at a university check to see what type of benefits you have that will help you um, pay for school. Um, Mm -hmm. At Memphis, um, we were fortunate enough, I was fortunate enough that at the University of Memphis, working um, in the state of Tennessee, I was able to um, attend any public Tennessee university, and Mm -hmm. um, they paid up to six credits for me to go to this, um, to, to attend any university. So that's how I was able to attend East Tennessee State University, and the University of Memphis um, did offer that benefit where they pay for up to six credits. But just see, how much is it? Um, negotiate you know mm-hmm. see if you can go talk to your employer about these this is the opportunity that I want to pursue and how it will help the department how it will help um you and how it can help um the institution if you do pursue this degree and, and what does it mean and you may be able to negotiate where they actually help pay for some of your education um that wise and, you know, you have student loans, and I know a lot of people don't want to take student loans, but if this is a lifelong dream um, of yours to have, that, that
0: may be one of the sacrifices to make. Well, Dr. Z, this has mm-hmm. been quite informative. I want to thank you so much for adding me on your schedule because it seemed like it was really packed, but you saw that it was <laughs> after all of the celebration. Yes. I don't think
1: I could have gotten you to on sure earlier. I get, yes, I wanted to
0: make sure I especially get through that
1: dissertation thing. <laughs> yes. uh,
0: that's,
1: one uh, of, that's one of the hardest.
0: Well, I appreciate you, and congratulations again for all your successes and making a significant impact.
1: That thing. But before I leave I, I, I want to say one last thing and, and I use this This helped me to um, get through um, All the different phases of life um, I want to say Don't ever give up Don't let frustration knock you down Don't let fear Stand in your way Don't let time Get in your head
2: mm-hmm. Who
1: cares how long it takes Or how many times you try Your only competition is yourself and when you finally succeed, the struggle will be all worth it. Well,
0: thank you for having me. girl. you just dropped the mic. That's all I got to say about that. Thank you so, so very much. Thank uh, you. I, w- I want to say thank you to Clark Garrison for creating this great opportunity on Survival Radio Network. And Nikki Curry for... Uh, identifying this great opportunity for me. I want to thank you so much to my current engineer, Christina Locklick, and uh, for updates on podcasts, join us on uh, Facebook's A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith, and have a significant rest of the day. Thank you.